Pablo Escobar is not here anymore. The rebels, I guess you hear what's going on in Cuba. You know, there's a, a commercial to say that the worst thing that could happen to you is that you fall in love with the country and then probably uh, fall in love with a girl, you know. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Gab Helen. Hey everybody and welcome to Porn and Coffee. My name is Thomas Gavlin. I'm your host from PlugRush.com. With me as always is the one and only <laughs> Jacob Peter from WhyNot.com. Jay, how are you today? I'm doing great. Yeah, except no imitations out there. If there's somebody else out there masquerading as Jacob Peter, then they're really not them. Unless, of course, they've got the same DNA as me or maybe if they've got some of my DNA on them. Now we won't go uh-huh. Have you ever had any lookalikes? You know, like since no. you're coming from the movie industry, no. do you ever had like a double or stunt double or anything? Not Nobody really. looks like you. You know, a, a few times someone said I look kind of like someone, but at the end of the day, there's just not enough similarity. So I really don't have a doppelganger out there. And, and fortunately, at least for anybody else that has, you know, the painful task of looking like me, you know, if there's ever an arrest going on, I will never take the fall for someone else that I look too much like. Too bad, though, because the other guy, that could uh, actually uh, do really great in Colombia. Because yes. we're going to Colombia. We're going to talk to AJ Studios, AJ and uh, and the father. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk to these guys. They're really sharp individuals. We're going to be talking about something that's different from the other interviews that we've had so far on Porn and Coffee. And I think we're actually going to attempt to do it all in Spanish. Yeah. So <laughs> you, need to, you need to listen after the commercial to see how that goes. See. Ciao. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal porn and coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit clickcash.com slash porn and coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on face sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, RevShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. All right, everybody, and we are back. Thank you very much for joining us for Porn and Coffee today. And with us, we have uh, AJ and Juan Carlos, who are the owners of AJ Studios and also the founders of the LAL Expo, which is the first and largest Latin American cam expo. Hey, guys, how you doing? It's great to have you here. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having us. We're doing great. What about you guys? Super fantastic. Always super fantastic. <laughs> uh, that's the impression we like to give. Meanwhile, I want to, I don't know, probably hurt someone somewhere at some time, but that's another story. <laughs> so let's start this uh, thing. Uh, let, let's figure out uh, more about you two guys. Can you tell us about how you got started in this industry? Um, my name is Juan Carlos, and uh, 
I live in New York for a few years. Uh, I met some people there, some business people. One of them was a, a guy who owned a marriage agency. And we started helping the guy here in Colombia. You know, he bring guys here to meet the girls. I was helping it as a translator and, uh, you know, take him around and the drivers, you know, doing all these. One of these guys that came through the agency offered me one time to start a webcam business. He told me he needed some help, you know, finding a facility, finding models. You know, we told him, yes, we started the business and we did it for a year. We lost $80,000. Wow. Damn. We didn't, we didn't make any money. We learned about the business. But uh, then my son, who was in New York, Anthony, AJ, was in New York, finally came back to Colombia. And he started, you know, checking on uh, what we, would, we were doing wrong. You know, we were working with the wrong size. We didn't have the right internet. There was a lot of problems. So it pretty much he found out, you know, the right way, the right road to take in a business sex business. And, and that's pretty much how we start. Uh, basically, the, the company belongs to my father and, and myself. We've always had our own businesses. We always work together. We have never had like the... Um, employee mentality we've always been you know doing our own stuff our own type of businesses so back when i was in high school i graduated from high school as a computer tech i was always like you know always like the, the tech side of the world and you know play around with tech stuff actually our first business was a, a internet cafe back like 10 12 years here in colombia that was like a really big thing it was not an easy access for everyone down here so the internet cafes was a pretty good business model. So we started out with internet cafes. That's how we kind of got into the tech uh, or web uh, industry. We had that for a few years. Then with my father working in the marriage agency business, we actually set up a, a upscale bed and breakfast named Castle Cali, which actually was popular for uh, a few years ago. Basically, it was like a, it was a mansion. It was a six-story house where we had an indoor pool, really very luxurious. And basically what we turned it in, so it was like a bed and breakfast but we, just for foreigners. So we had like all the clients from the marriage agency come to Colombia and, and they, we will accommodate them at our place and offer all different types of services, you know, translator, private driver, private bodyguard. Okay. If they wanted to buy property, if they wanted to open a business here in Colombia, it was like a whole bunch of services that we offer, whatever anybody needs. So when those came, one of our clients came with the idea to open up a camp studio. The whole thing was that he supposedly had all the contacts and he knew everything about the business we were just going to support him you know and basic management stuff but at the at the end of the day he didn't really knew a lot about the business he just had a really basic idea so they did a lot of mistakes so when i came back you know i started looking into this whole camp studio and yeah. camp industry stuff invest researching and that's how we got started basically we we learned as as we went to i mean nobody teaches us about this business we learn and we right. no, no, did no. mistakes and it was basically an error and trial well, let me ask you something real quick here. How old were you during this whole time? Like, I mean, you must have been pretty young still, huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we started out in 2008. I'm 29 years old right now. So that was what? 21. 21. You would have been 21. Yeah. Damn. Unbelievable. Jesus. At 21, <laughs> all I cared about was getting late and getting drunk, and I could barely tie my <laughs> shoes at the time. And you're a computer tech starting your own fucking cam studio. Jesus. <laughs> But then say you, then you figure this thing out. You have the studio and everything was open. Um, it was only to get it to to start earning money, right? Yeah, basically. I mean, the, the 
So the first basic experience we had with it was uh, it was this guy to hire us. So that that's, that project was a failure, but uh, you know, so our mm. potential in the business. So we were like, hey, you know what? Now let's let's go ahead and try it ourselves. We closed down the the bed and breakfast, you know, the place where we had, and we move over to where's mm-hmm. our main office right now. It's a five it's a five floor building. We took we took okay. over the first floor, and that's where we started. With, like, I think like four or five rooms, and basically, you know, we, we started growing. We started taking the over the next floor, and then the next floor. Right now, we have the whole five floors, where it's our main office and main studio right now here in Cali. And um, then we opened our second location, uh, you know, then our third. Right, right now, we have eight, eight locations, eight studios all through Colombia. Eight locations in whole of Colombia. Wow. And that, that's, that's our direct locations because we also run what, what you call, yeah, kind of like a franchise. It's called Sub Studios. So we get like smaller, smaller guys, uh, smaller studios down here. That um we go we take over them and, and we kind of train them and, and and get you know make them uh, more money and they 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 pick a franchise kind of so yeah so basically if me and Jay wants to do something we can have it in Jay's basement and you guys will come and train and we will work for you uh, yeah exactly I mean it's your business but basically it's like under our umbrella like under we train you we we give different types yeah. of support uh, tech support model support trainings. And uh, and we take a cut, you know, that would cost you like a percentage of the, of the sales. Of course. So at the end of at the end of the day, a lot yeah. of these new guys, you know, they're coming in and opening up studios. They have no experience. They're gonna commit a lot of mistakes. That, extra, yeah. that percentage that they give us, you know, is totally worth it. Because at the end of the in the long run, they're gonna make more money than if they go on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many girls do you have now, then? Uh, directly from our studios, uh, we run about two hundred and fifty average models. Uh, but then again, we have the sub studios and we have the satellites. Satellite models are, are girls that work from their home. They're not yeah, working from okay. our studios, but they work from our home, but they work for us. So even uh, like we have a satellite team, which gives them support and whatever they need. Um, so including the satellite models and the sub studios. Uh, about 350. Yeah, 350 about models. 350 models. Impressive. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Are they all Spanish speaking, native Spanish speakers? Uh, yeah. Colombia. Uh, yeah, Colombians from Latin America, because we have a few from other countries. You know, some of them do speak, you know, are bilinguals, you know, speak perfect English. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, right. the, the majority, the big percentage, you know, are not bilingual. But again, the, the English they need to learn for this job is pretty basic, you know. One of the reasons why, you know, we've been successful in the business and, and uh, we change pretty much the mentality here in Colombia is because we have something that is called, we call it here, monitors. Monitors is, is just a girl that speaks perfect English who's going to be on a, in a computer helping the models. We give each monitor has five models, and she helps the girls whenever she's working, anything that she don't understand or she needs to help translation, she needs some help with, you know, with the clients. You know, we offer that service to our models and our satellite models. With that, you know, we, we make yeah. a, a, a big difference, like I say, compared with where they used to be the business here in Colombia before. And, and that's why we have models, you know, making yeah. so much money right, right now. We have you know, top models in, in yeah. different sites. Yeah, because they can come in like questions like, uh, hey, please take off this and this. And they will not understand like the slang or the things that comes in. So this monitor as you call her will then explain yeah. what it actually is and then she will laugh and kind of say ah oh, yeah so yeah sure. not, not only that but not, like that. not only as far as the translation i mean also she's like a quality control so she's always you know as the name says monitoring the girls when they're online 
and making sure the way they're sitting down is the correct way, the way she's standing up, the way she's dancing, the way she's moving, the way she's grabbing the toy. You know, it's just, it's a lot of, a lot of, I mean, we, we, we train the monitors very well and on how yeah. a successful model has to am and how she has to behave and, and her attitude and her facial expression. You know, there's a lot of components that we do into the training for the monitor. So basically the monitor is like a director, you know, basically she's yeah. directing the girl while she's on camera. Are they previously models or is it more like just interesting in body language and stuff like that? <laughs> uh, it, it's, some. some are previous models, but not really. Yeah. Not, it's hard because, you know, like basically a monitor has to learn everything a model has to do. You know, models make yeah. really good money. We pay the monitors a commission of, of what their models uh, do. So a lot of those, uh, a monitor, they're pretty, by example. Once they learn and they see the, the money that the models can do, they actually decide mm. to move over and convert to a model instead of yeah. just stay as a monitor. Okay. So, yeah, monitors, not really. We always, more the profile, the monitors are more like, um, how can I say? Uh, not, not, sound not, <laughs> not, not a too good-looking girl. <laughs> they, they, they won't, you know, we want her to stay <laughs> as a monitor, even though a monitor can make, I don't know, up to $1,500, $2,000 a month which is great money for Colombia, a model can make a hundred thousand. You know, we have models in November. We yeah. pay one of the models a hundred dollars. What? Wait a minute. A hundred thousand dollars over the course of how long? One month. One month. A month. Yes. One month. Yeah. What that, the fuck? <laughs> we should be models. The yeah, dude, I'm going to get a sex change and then I'm going to be a model in Colombia. Now, granted, <laughs> I would make for one ugly as hell model, but still I can make any portion of that. No, we we, have, we absolutely have guys. You know, we have guys working for us too. Oh, you do? And, and huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, guys, you know, straight guys don't make that much money. They they could make thousand, maybe two thousand a month. Sure. But transvestites, you know, uh, uh, females, right. they make a lot of money. You know, we have we have we have a, a transvestite sure. that make, I don't know, a lot, a lot of money. Let's talk about more um, more Colombia and more about uh, partying. You had a you you met a conference. <laughs> where where did the idea come from? This conference and uh, and and where did you take it from there? I started doing the conferences about recently, like 2012. It was my first conference in Miami. A friend of mine from the industry was like, you know, hey, hey, why, why don't you come check out, you know, a conference? You know, it's it's, it's a good mm. opportunity for networking, blah blah. You know, I was basically a newbie for the conferences. I didn't know anything about what's a conference, like what, what do you do there. So I started doing my first, I did my first conference in Miami in 2012. Right from my first conference, it was totally worth the money. You know, I, I made the return, you know, based on the deals that I did, based on the people I met. Hmm. So it was totally like, you know, this, like, this really, there's this really something interesting. And, and from 2012, basically, I started doing like, uh, now I'm doing like uh, three to five shows a year. And um, after doing the shows, um, 2014, you know, after doing like the shows for two years, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's, okay. that's when uh, we up with the idea, like, hey, like there's there's no shows going on in Latin America, you know, and, and this is a, a pretty strong market, especially for the live camps, you know, because uh, Colombia is the number two uh, webcam model provider worldwide for all the campsites in general. Like if, 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 if you're going to see like how many models are, you know, worldwide, like, uh, Romania's number one, okay. Colombia's right there in second. Um, so, yeah. I was actually going to ask about that. Uh, you know, this whole seeming rivalry that goes on because, I mean, you know, we all know that there's a ton of studios that came up in Romania over the last 
I mean, a lot of them have been around for years, but a lot of them didn't really become well-known and into prominence in the B2B circles, maybe over the last four years or so. But yeah, how does that work? I mean, are they kind of, do they work friendly with you? I mean, obviously they're going for girls that are, you know, in Eastern Europe and you guys are going for Central and Latin America. Uh, just how does, how does that relationship work with you guys? Or is there no relationship? The rivalry or competition is more that um, in a good way, because like the Colombian models, a lot of Colombian models look over to the Romanian models as role models. To tell you the truth, you know, like uh, as far as the markets, like the Colombian market or Latin American market, it's, it's still behind compared to the Romanian market. The Romanian market in general got started, I would say, you know, uh, more professionalized, professionalized itself, you know, before the Colombian market. So the quality has is, is been better in Romania than in Colombia in general. In what way? In in the way of uh, how it's run and the professionalism? or uh, The way is like the facilities, like the, the Romanians yeah. put a lot more investment into facilities, you know, like to make it look really, really top-notch, really nice. The training um, for the models. So in, in, in general, you know, like they have to take the business more professionally. Here in Colombia, what, what we've seen is uh, a lot of people get into this business without having the proper knowledge. Uh, having the, the right money to invest, you know, to, mm. to do something uh, good. So the, I would say like the right rivalry, like 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 uh, in a bad way. No, I would say it's more in a good way because you know here like Colombians are always maybe looking into Romania and seeing what can they copy from, what can they learn from. So as mm. far as that, I would say it's a good it's a good competition. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So, but in general, not really. There's not like a like a direction. But what we see, what you see more is like between the Romanians. There's like a yeah, I would say more like a. a bad competition in between Colombians are more like, you know, it's an industry where everybody is more, it's in the, you know, it's more individual, you know, there's a lot of uh, jealousy. jealousy. So that, that's yeah. basically, that's also one, one of the reasons why we, we came up with the idea of the conference. So back in 2012, you know, you know, I started doing the shows 2014, we're like, Hey, there's no shows happening in, uh, in Latin America. Let's start out with a, with a, a, a trade show, uh, initially focused just on the live cam market, you know, cause that was, that's our business. That's where, mm. you know, our, uh, our main business. So that's what we, the, the idea came, you know, basically in 2014, we did the first show. We didn't really announce it. We didn't do a lot of PR. We didn't, we didn't re- it was something really more almost like private, you know, kind mm. of more like a local gathering that we had here in Colombia. We mm. only had like a few sponsors. They actually kind of heard about it and they contacted us. We didn't really go ahead to offer sponsorships and because it was more like a test for us. Like, oh, let's see how, mm. how, how this goes. Yeah. But the main idea and the, for the conference was like what I'm mentioning, like like the Romanian market is, is a lot more professional. Yeah. The Colombian market is, it was, you know, it, it's not as professional as the Romanians. And uh, we were like, you know, let's do a conference where we educate studios and models in Colombia how to become more professional, how yeah. to do things correctly. Okay. Uh, and at the same time, let's get camp studios and models together in the show so they can, you know leave that mentality where everybody's so individual you know let's, let's get together as an industry and we'll be stronger the main goal initially for the conference and, and that's how we started as a camp conference uh then la- last year um we did our second version you know we saw we had a very good response the first year so we were like you know let, let's keep doing this Wait, where's going to be this year uh, this year is going to be in cartagena so C- cartagena is a, it's a lot it's a very more attractive city it's a, a, a very tourist city I, I don't know if you heard. You guys heard about the Obama Secret Service scandal? We have heard of that. No, I haven't heard of that. No. I, I read you. That, that was in Cartagena. So <laughs> imagine how <laughs> how fun it gets <laughs> there in Cartagena. It can be. It can be. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question that's kind of on the minds of some of the people in the industry, and hopefully you can dispel this and put it to rest. Because honestly, a few people that I speak to, you know, they're they're like, eh, do I want to go to Colombia? You know, they're maybe scared of going. You know, from what they read. You know, obviously. 
the country doesn't have the best PR in the world when it comes to travel and everything. What can you tell to people? You know, mention a little bit about that and compare with that, the experience we have going to Romania. When we went to yeah. Romania, uh, we would uh, we talked to a, a local studio there. Uh, it's a good friend. I could say it's a good friend of us right now, in the biggest company in Romania. Mm. And uh, we told them that we wanted a few studios. He knows... He knew who we are. You know, he knows that we were like the biggest here in Colombia. So he said, yeah, no problem. Just come to, to our studio. And uh, I was absolutely afraid, you know, when I went there because yeah. I was like, you know, I heard so so many stories about the Romanians, the mafia, and, the, the you know, they kill people. <laughs> and then yeah. when, we, oh, shit. when they opened the door and went in there, I was like, you know what? We're going to get killed here. You know, we are these guys' competition. Wow. We, we're going to get killed here. And, and, <laughs> and I hear about this guy, you know, we hear so many stories. It was the nicest guy, you know. It was really, really nice guy. Marcus is his name. He's really nice. He shows the studios. Yeah. We learn a lot. We find yeah. out, you know, that all that stuff, you know, they talk about it. It's, it's just like in, in any country. And, and we absolutely yeah. learned a lot, you know. That was, for us, that was an example of what we needed to do here in Colombia. And we came in and we changed our rules, you know. Right away, we know... You know, this is the, the wrong way to go. But now about Colombia, we have the problem. You know, we, we in the past, you know, Pablo Escobar's years and the wars and all that, you know, it's, it's a bad, you know, sure. bad reputation for the country. But Pablo Escobar is not here anymore. The rebels, I guess you hear what's going on in Cuba. Right. You know, you don't hear anymore about the kidnapping and stuff like that. Sure, it's still, mm. you know, robberies and, and, and the normal stuff that, that happened. And, um, but yeah. I can compare that when you, you know, I got shot in New York. I almost got killed when Anthony, you know, he was in the hospital. He, just, he was just born. And, and in here, nothing like that happened. You know, it, it, it normal stuff happened. If you do the right thing, it's going to be just like Brazil or just like New York. Just don't carry money around. Just don't, you know, don't be carry jewelry around. Don't carry expensive cell phone and, and you're going to be okay. Uh, when we we offer bodyguards because some of the Americans before they come here they they concern about that oh do I gonna get kidnapped or I'm gonna get robbed so we told them right. to say and they ask for a bodyguard so we absolutely we make money you know we pay the guy fifty dollars we charge one hundred and fifty and we making money there mm-hmm. but but it's, it's you don't need a bodyguard you don't you know it, it's safe um, I feel safe here than New York. Yeah. New York. Uh, oh, interesting. You know, I was in the streets of New York, and and I and I got robbed a few times. I got two cars stolen. You know, wow. and here the the first time that this happened to me is in, in I don't know in twenty years is the first time that happened to me this in twenty years. You know that I get robbed. Yeah. So it's, huh. it's not that bad. It's safe. The the it you know there's there's a, a commercial to say that the worst thing that could happen to you is that you fall in love with the country. And and they probably uh, fall in love with a girl, you know. Right. So well, you fall in love with a girl, and it turns out to be a guy. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> Happens all could happen. You know? <laughs> I gotta say, I mean, you know, I don't know. I I just think, you know, obviously having common sense and being completely aware of your surroundings is important. You know, walking around with bling all over you, acting like a drunk idiot. And just walking up to random strangers and asking them if they have change for a hundred dollar bill probably wouldn't be the best approach. No, in but, any country. In any country. But you know, ironically though, it's funny, you know. Well, it's not funny when we talk about New York, because I consider New York to be a very, very safe city, actually. And I mean, if you look at it statistically, mm. you know, with the number of people that live there and the number of crimes, it's actually one of the safest large cities in the United States, believe it or not. 
This, this happened to me 27 years ago. Oh, so okay. Yeah, that's a different story. New York in the 1980s wasn't really the safest place, yeah. you know, ever since Giuliani took well, over in the 90s. It's been safer. Yeah, and this year you're going to have the conference in a in a tourist friendly area, right? So it's yeah, exactly. exactly. Yes, yeah, exactly. so it's going to be very safe. Uh, anyway, you, you can ask like some of the guys that came for the first time, like last year. It's the same thing, you know. Everybody comes here with so much uh, uh, concerns and and so much stuff, you know, thinking about. And once they hear, like you know, they they realize it's it's nothing like what what you hear in the news and stuff. It's, it's no, totally the no. same. Well, so far, I mean, the industry has been going on now for, you know, over 20, well, nearly 20 years now of trade shows. I think the first one was in the late 90s. And you figure with all the people traveling and with all the cities that people are visiting and no one has gotten killed or kidnapped yet. So I'd say that's a pretty good track record. And I well, hope yeah, gonna... actually, the, the first, show, first show we had, you know, field the guys that came, you know, uh, uh, presidents from different companies, they requested bodyguards and police. And, you know, we had a, like, like one of the group had 20 police with him all the time, <laughs> motorcycles, uh, armed bodyguards, uh, bulletproof car. You know, this was the first time they wouldn't go. They would go to the hotel to the, to the place, you know, the convention center, and that's it. Second yeah. time, we had to go after these guys. I mean, they were one or two o'clock in the morning getting drunk with a girl. They didn't care. And in and, 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 uh, Medellin, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it was crazy. We had a, you know, it was not bodyguard. We needed a babysitter for these guys. <laughs> so they were going crazy. So it was like they realized that it's safe in here. You know, the longest you don't do anything stupid. And, and, and we didn't have any problems. You know, everything was cool. Everything was okay. Um, yeah. We've been doing this, the agency. We've been doing the agency for about 15 years. And we never had a problem in 15 years. And, and we used to bring 100 Americans, you know, two times yeah. a year, 100 guys, you know, and, and it was, it was you know, a lot of guys and, and it was risky. Everybody knew there was Americans with money coming into the country. We never had a problem. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's safe that they went they were, you know, people say, and it, especially now, I have to say thanks to our last president and, and the new president, you know, they end up with the rebels, uh, Pablo Escobar and the drug dealers are not that big anymore. So it's yeah. so much safer now. Now I heard a lot of good things okay. from uh, your conference last year, and I think the only story that I can uh, remember is that uh, the photographer of Buster Brown, uh, that is now with "Come Shoot Me, Why Not," uh, was riding a horse and was destroying his camera lens, and I yeah. think that was probably the the only thing that was bad that going down there. So yeah. Well, yeah, we know that. He was probably really annoying to someone, so maybe it was warranted. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, your conference going to be on when? Uh, it's going to be July, July 11, 12, 13. Uh, a big important thing uh, anyone want to bring up is uh, we, we started out as a CAM conference, but now we, we actually rebranded the conference. It used to be Latin American Life Camps Expo. Now it's Latin American Adult Business Expo because we, we actually expanded yeah. the event. Outside of live camp, so we're inviting in uh, webmasters, uh, uh, you know, testing companies, traffic, you know, all, all, all different type of niches and adults. So basically, we, we're turning it into an hybrid show. It's going to be like like live camp focus and webmaster focus. Okay. So really, anybody who attends the Phoenix Forum or the European Summit or Internext, these are the exact same people that should also be going to your show. Yeah, of course, it will be an interesting show. I mean, of course, our show is. It has a lot of attendees from Latin America that you don't usually see at the, at the U.S. or European show. So I think that's what's unique. Actually, our, our marketing 
phrases that we use a lot is like, uh, are you tired of the same shows with the same people? You know, that, that's mm. what makes us different. Because right. yeah. you know, our show, it's a, it's a new market. It's, it's a new group of attendees, new opportunities, you know, because a lot of our attendees are, are not the people you usually see are the U.S. and, U- and European shows. Mm. Oh, and besides that, right. besides that, you know, we went to a couple of shows in Europe and uh, I went to, I don't know, two or three parties there. And uh, they told me like there was going to be models. And uh, in one of the shows, it was, yeah, it was models. It was like 50 guys, you know, from one of the companies. When you come here, Sweet. Yeah, 50 guys. That, and it was like, well, where's the, where's the girls? <laughs> so, oh, they, they, they say, right, they say right. models, but they, I didn't know they, they mean guys. When you, you went to the wrong here, party, man. Yeah, when you come here, you're going to go to one of the parties. An example, last time, you know, 500 people there. And out of 500, there's going to be 450 girls and beautiful, sexy models. Okay, hmm. so that's something that, that you don't see anywhere else. Okay. Yeah, that's another yeah. unique thing. I mean, we have a massive attendance of cam models, so difference of the other shows. I mean, you see, uh, you know, it's basically eighty percent guys and twenty percent girls, and in our show, you probably see fifty-fifty. You know, and, and a really okay. pretty girl. So, yeah. That's a nice ratio. We're absolutely reserving a room for each one of you guys. And, and one of, if your rooms is going to be two models waiting for you guys. Well, we need to Come get in. the tickets ready. So. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, this, this should be promised to us more because, you know, we'll, we'll repay in kind one way or another. You know, I mean, it's, it's nice to know that that'll be waiting for us, you know, because there's something to be said. You know, you go to a kielbasa fest, it's okay, you know, to have a lot of sausage in the room if you want to talk and do business. But, you know... There's times where you don't really want to talk and do business and you want to just have a good time, you know? (laughs) You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal porn and coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit clickcash.com slash porn and coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wiccan, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, rev share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. We need to round this thing up uh, really soon, but first I want to ask you about uh, the cam, the cam studio. Um, where do you think it's headed this year? Where do you see the, the future for camming studios or, and the cam industry? Yeah, well, I mean, one thing is that uh, like here in Colombia, like the, the cam industry, it's a, it's a really, we employ like, you know, we are a very big employment source, you know, I mean, an industry. So I think that's just going to grow because, you know, every, every time you see more people wanting to get into this industry, more girls wanting to get in. So uh, as an employment source, you know, we think we're going to even become more important. That's talking locally. Now, like uh, globally, uh, the future, mm. you know, we see it's, it's, it's going it's to specialize more and it's going to shift more into more interaction. You know, I mean, our industry is, is based out of interaction. But now you, you see new stuff, new technologies coming out like uh, virtual reality, interactive sex toys, mm-hmm. interactive clothing, 
uh, interactive uh, gadgets. Uh, so, I mean, in the future, I just see that, I mean, just, just the, the experience becoming a lot more interactive. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised, like, seeing uh, interactive cameras where the customers will be able to uh, see, like, indicators of the the heat uh, levels of the model or, or like, uh, how, how, how wet she, she's getting, you know, like, all this crazy stuff, you know? Like, that. That's the reality. Like, we'll we'll see like cameras, uh, like models having 360 cameras where the guys can follow the model in different uh, different angles, different. Yeah, we're actually we're actually right now we're starting with a site with a VR campsite, which is launching. So I see that's where the industry will head. Just there's a lot more interaction, interactive technologies and and uh, and stuff. Okay, Jay. We're gonna end it up with your favorite question. All right, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna run this by you guys now. Obviously, because you're surrounded by gorgeous models, and because uh, Juan Carlos, you're married to someone who's gorgeous and half your age. This really, this question doesn't so much apply to you guys. Usually, I ask you know to tell me who your industry crush is. But I think in a situation like this, you know, we'll just bypass the industry crush question. And really, I'd like to hear who do you guys look up to? Maybe give an industry shout out. Who's helped you along the way? I'd like to see who you guys look up to. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, w- w- uh, somebody that I consider a really close friend and, and, you know, he, he's always been there to help us introductions, you know, anything, you know, he can do, uh, is, uh, Balint, Balint from AWE, Live Jasmine. Yeah. Really good guy, yeah. you know, really, really good guy. Uh, he, he helps you with, 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 without expecting something in, in return, you know, very honest, uh, you know, really good friend, I consider, uh, you know, fr- from the industry. So he, Absolutely. Yeah, very cool. Guy, man. And, yeah. and, and even though he didn't know much about the business, the guy who got us into this business was Tim, uh, who's coming back, absolutely, in, in a few weeks, we're going to start a new business with him. He also, you know, we, we have to, you'd say to this guy, thanks to this guy, we got into this. You know, if it wasn't for him, who knows what we'll be doing right now. So we own a lot to this guy. Who is it? Who is it? His name is Tim, but he, he was known on Sansan. They, they, they run adult seminars. Oh. He, he, he works yeah. with, a, with a lawyer, AJ, AJ Comparetto. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know those guys. In fact, I've spoken. I've spoken on some of his seminars before. Um, God, what show was it that I spoke at? I've known AJ Comparetto for like 10 Fifteen years. Yeah, they, 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 they do. They do a lot of the Florida show, like FetishCon, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yep. So, so like, actually, they, they, those guys were the ones that got us into this business, you know. So, you know, we, we got to thank them for that. Perfect, guys. Thank you again so much for being part of this episode of Pouring Coffee. We will be back next week. Next week with a new episode, and it's gonna be awesome. In the meantime, ciao. 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 Thank you for listening to Porn and Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week. PlugRush.com, a self-serve traffic network where you can buy, sell, and trade traffic. PlugRush.com, moving traffic forward.